When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and all over social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. What's up, Al? And what's up, Funky? How y'all doing tonight? Uh, what's going on, Claudia? Hey, matching, again? matching again, it looks like. Yeah, we got a little matchy-matchy going on. Something, and you know what? It's, it's funny because our fashion matches our personalities. You got Al, you know, he's, he's all business and professional and pulled up. And Claudia's over there pretty sitting nice. And then I'm over here just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. All right. Okay. Is, uh, I, I mean, do I have to keep asking? Are we drinking? Al, I'm assuming yes. I'm definitely drinking. Listen, I'm drinking for a reason, though. I had a very amazing day with my class at Bowie State University. As you guys know, I teach a self-promotion and marketing class. And as my guest, I had the wonderful Brandon Andrews. So if you guys don't know him, he's a young brother. He's about 36 years old. And he is the casting director for Shark Tank. He's been the casting director for over like six or seven years now. And his main focus is to bring more African-American business to Shark Tank. So if anyone is interested, any of our soulmates or TGI fans that are interested in being a part of Star Shark Tank, be sure to hit me up in my DM on IG and let's see how I can help facilitate it to the tune that he and I are going to partner together to do workshops for those who want to be on Shark Tank or want to try out for it to help you get your collateral together. I'm super excited about this. This is one of the best things about working at a historically black college and university. You have access to people like this, especially I love bringing my friends in and talking to the class. So anybody interested, hit me up. Funky. <laughs> so the people could take all their damn money. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't work so hard to hate so long. Not me. I ain't talking about Brandon. I'm talking about Mark Cuban and, and Barbara Corcoran and Damian John and all that. They were trying to take 40% of the people company. Girl, if y'all don't get y'all an Instagram account and a Shopify account and spend y'all money on marketing to keep all y'all. And nah, I'm just, well, no, no I'm not just playing. Get you a good attorney. Don't let them people get all y'all money. It is a good show though. It's a really good show. I like that on the cover boss. All right, y'all, let's get into it. We have a lot to discuss. That's being reported. The FBI raided the Power 105 offices after the arrest of DJ Envy's associate, Cesar Pino. Now, Cesar Pina was charged with wire fraud in an alleged real estate scam. To be clear, DJ Envy has not been charged in the case and is looking to clear his name of any wrongdoing. What are your thoughts on the recent FBI raid and the arrest of Cesar Pina? Al? Well, you know, I have a buddy that works in the FBI office in the uh, New York City Bureau, and he said that an FBI will only raid a person's place of business if there was sufficient evidence to believe that illegal activity or organized crime of something of that nature is a serious violation of federal law. So doesn't look good that his place of business is actually raided, but let's hope with our fingers crossed that after this sweep, that they don't find anything, that they don't, anything that can stick in that, you know, DJ Envy uh, is innocent. I mean, so let's keep our fingers crossed. All right, Q, what do you think about this? It looked like me and you both finna be go guest co-hosting uh, the Breakfast Club at the same damn time. Cause let me tell you something, if I was an employer, at this point, guilty, innocent, or somewhere in between, I wouldn't give a damn once some people came and knocked on our door. Right. Like once some people come and knock on my door, it is a wrap. You, 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 
it, it's just too much. Like we we in here working at the coffee machine, running copies and, and, and run, sending faxes and stuff. And then people going in there, flipping stuff upside down, looking through stuff. And what exactly is y'all looking for? Like I, I'd, I'd be curious to know from an FBI perspective, what exactly is y'all looking for that he would actually have at work? But regardless of if I was his employers, and please don't get it twisted, I'm not making this personal and I'm not wishing any harm on DJ Envy. I'm simply saying if I ran a business and the FBI came and raided, I would not give a damn if you were innocent or guilty. You got to go because right. you don't brought this heat to our front door. Well, you know, typically, Q, you know, they have to have proper legal authorization to get that search warrant executed. So like you, there's something in there that they think that they can find on that computers or from an email, from receipts, um, any type of communication via phone, um, anything, anything. They're just looking for anything that could possibly prove a case. They're probably looking to see if that if they paid if Caesar Pena's company paid to have an interview and if they were you know if they can tie it into iHeart or you know and, it, and one of two things will happen either they'll find evidence that there's wrongdoing at the company or they'll find evidence that there was no wrongdoing at the company and envy will be cleared. Caesar Pena has said that envy is innocent that he had nothing to do with the, the taking of funds but you know the FBI is involved so they're gonna not they're gonna leave no stone unturned so you best believe we will be finding out either way. And um, yeah, we will see. All right, R&B singer Trey Songz is being sued by two more women who claim that in 2015, they passed out at his house and woke up to Trey forcing himself onto them. The two women are, accused, are accusing Trey of sexual assault and battery, adding to the list of accusations that have been already made against him throughout the years. Oh God. What do you think of these new accusations? Q, let's go to you first on this one. You know, ordinarily, you know, ordinarily, when people come out with stuff like this, we like to be a little hesitant before we begin to pass judgment and throw stones at them and all of this. Listen, at this point, I believe it. I believe every single word. Listen, this ain't no bandwagon. This ain't y'all get, get mad when the ladies come out 40 and 50 years later on the Bill Cosby stuff. All right. They're coming out in pseudo real time right now. And so the question that I have, because when I watched the R. Kelly documentary and all these other different things, folks were saying, you know, we should have done something. Something should have been done long time ago. I get it as the general public that we don't have the, the, the ability to put him in jail. But now is a moment for us to correct previous lack of action. What are we going to do? Our brother, he got a problem. All these women ain't lying. What are we going to do? Or what are we supposed to do? Mm. Al, what do you think? Um, I think at this point, it's, it may be fair to say that Trey Song is a serial offender of sexual assault and physical altercations. He's at number 16 now. And 12 of those are sexual assaults by women. I mean, on women or sexual physical assault on women. Like you said, I mean, come on, something is wrong and someone needs to help. Now, obviously it's not, he's not gonna change if it doesn't hit him in his pocket as far as I'm concerned. And what's so super interesting is that he's still signed over there at Atlantic Records. He has committed more physical and sexual, I'm sorry, he has like been, uh, he has, yeah, he has been charged or accused of more sexual assault and physical assault cases than the number of years he's been signed at Atlantic Records. He signed in 2005. Atlantic Records, I think you need to do some at this point because this does not look good and it's happening on your watch and you're continuing to keep that young man on your roster. Please get him some help because he's highly talented and I see why you are still entertaining him, but this simply has got to come to an end. I wonder if they haven't done anything because they believe in him. You know, if they, they're not believing the allegations. I don't know. I, I know I met Trey at the very beginning of his career. He was like bright eyed and bushy tailed and so like green and, and happened uh, at the Sirius radio station and came and did my show. And then I saw him a couple of years later at a party, I think it was at Drake's house. And the difference in the look in his eye 
I was a little concerned. I kind of wanted to take him to the side, but I didn't feel like it was my place to do that. You know, like I, it wasn't my place, but I just looked at him like something's different about him. You know, I know this industry can tear you up, but especially if you have weaknesses or if you have problems or if you have addictions, you got to get a handle on that thing before this fame thing blows it up. Because once you get that machine behind you and fame and money and, 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 and fans and ego, it is hard to stop those monsters. Not saying he did it because I wasn't there, but I just hope not. I, I'm, I talented, charismatic, good looking, handsome, good, you know, and to throw it all away. But, uh, but you also listen, 16 allegations. That's everybody can't be lying. That's not good. We have any comments, Q? Yeah, we got Carly Bonov said, when, in all cap, will the charges be brought against Trey? Correct, Q. And Nyla Jones says, R. Kelly was able to go on for too long. Let's put a stop to Trey before it gets worse and worse. Trey Songs, if you are watching, uh, it would be a great idea to go seek some kind of help, you know? And even if you say you're innocent of this, there's what get to the root of the problem why all these allegations are coming out against you. What's happening? I've heard whispers and stuff for years about things that got buried up. All right, it's been reported that actor Jesse Smollett has entered into rehab. According to his rep, the decision to go to rehab was due to Jesse having an extremely difficult past few years. Jesse's rehab comes after his ongoing appeal in his criminal case, where he was found guilty of lying to the police about being attacked in 2019. What are your thoughts? What do you guys think about Jesse checking into rehab, Al? Um, I think it's a couple of years too late. Remember, I'm glad to know that his team is listening to TGI up here because I said in the beginning that if he really wanted to turn the page, he need to check into rehab and apologize. So we see here, unfortunately, it's it's three or four years later, he's checking into rehab. TMZ reported today that there was a folder that he had was caught in his hand when he was walking into the rehab center that said Narcotic Anonymous. We don't know what he's checking in for, but if that uh, indicator was an indicator of any sort, he's um, doing some type of drug alcohol rehab. My thing here with Jesse is if you're using rehab as a method to not serve your jail time, then you're just participating in another hoax and that's not good. But if you are actually going to use the rehab to really dig deep as to why you you created this hoax and you want to solve a, 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 a drug or chemical or alcohol problem that may have you off center and then you come out and apologize and admit that you made this all up then thumbs up for you brother only time can tell and i can't wait i have a front seat and a whole bunch of popcorn ready all right q what do you think it's so funny because i didn't even know he had to go to jail he he has he has to go to jail eventually now yes i mean you know that's why he is well, some people are arguing that's why he's going to rehab now because you know he has his hearing coming up and the hearing is gonna decide whether or not he has to continue his jail time. Remember, he started it, I think he served a couple of days, but then he got out on medical uh, uh, and COVID reasons mm -hmm. and now it's time for him to go back. So a lot of people are arguing that conveniently now all of a sudden because you have to go back to prison or the possibility of being sent back to prison, you're gonna check yourself into rehab. Okay, well then yeah, anybody would two damn eyes can see this for what it is. Ain't nothing wrong with his ass. It ain't a damn thing wrong with Jesse. Do I think just do I think Jesse as it as it relates to drug and alcohol, he probably is a casual recreational, probably, I don't know, probably a casual recreational loser user like 80% of doggone Hollywood. And to your point out, he's a day late and a dollar short. I said on this show when this story first broke, all he had to do was go to rehab like the white people do and apologize. He almost has the complexion for the protection and it would have worked. You know, white people have showed us all along. You just say, oh, I'm going to rehab. They don't have to disclose what the rehab is. All you got to do is go to rehab. Oh, I stole money. I'm going to rehab. Oh, I, ro I, I burglarized somebody's house. Just go to rehab. Oh, I ran over an old lady while she was pushing a baby across the street. All you got to do is go to rehab and apologize like Jesse this is actually making things look worse for you because it feels like you're doing everything in your power to evade accountability when bruh we we seen through this from day one you if this is a ploy for you to avoid jail time and evade jail time and if you are successful at doing so brother 
we still gonna need you to say you went through rehab, you found an awakening and apologize and admit to this thing being a hoax. It's so interesting you said that, Q, because on TMZ also today, the Nigerian brothers were interviewed and the Nigerian brothers said that they were in fact not his drug dealers and that they've spent a lot of time around him and he 100%, like you said, Q, is not a, a, a habitual drug user or alcohol user, but does exhibit and have fun occasionally and recreationally. Well, um, let's see. We have some comments. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, Michael, the priest says it's never too late. Al recovery is for everyone. And it's that Nikki says, juicy is saving face. Listen, he needs to save something. This man was at the peak of his career when this thing happened. And we all jumped on board and I felt stupid too, for supporting like, Oh my God, I can't believe MAGA. And it's like, we just don't need anybody else making us look stupid and foolish and lying. And, you know, for a minute when he was so committed to the lot, to the story, I was like, damn, is there something to this? Because he was so like, it's, you know, when you get caught doing something at some point, you're like, all right, guys, you got me. But to continue to still be like, no, no, no. I do think he needs rehab. I don't know if it's for drugs, but he needs some kind of therapy for whatever he's got going on. Because I don't get how someone fumbles their bag like this. I don't get how you just rise and shoot to so much fame and success to trick it all off on this. Like, this is so silly to me. Uh, and Charles says, Jesse needs to give Trey a ride <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that's funny. Get the African brothers to drop their ass off. <laughs> and you know, the African brothers, they don't get enough smoke for being snitches because y'all was totally with the program. And then, of course. you know what I mean? And like, I feel like they, they still, got away. Hmm? And they still running their mouths. Like, shut up already. Trying to distance themselves that they weren't part of it. They were part of they were a huge part of it. They were 50-50 on this thing, I think. They were, well, actually, they weren't 50-50. Today on TMZ, they also dropped the Nigerian brothers that the, the two of them and Jesse were not the only ones. Or they they alluded to the fact that they were not the only ones that helped plan this hoax. Gosh, I wish somebody could sit them down and get all the real tea. That would be really good. Well, they don't seem to be expensive. We can probably get them to come do TJF for a good $7,500. That's a lot less than Roland Ray wanted. All right. <laughs> Coming up next, Young Jock talks about LGBTQ plus events. And later, Cher is out doing her younger boyfriend and wearing that thing out. More about that right after this. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, rapper and love and hip-hop personality, Young Jock, sat down with Vlad TV and said that $250,000 was not enough for him to perform at an LBGTQ event. Now, when asked the hypothetical question, Young Jock said, nah, because I don't want to be, I don't want to start doing that. Maybe I'm not comfortable with that lifestyle. Is that okay? He continued, I may not feel comfortable rapping the song, and this man is looking at me with lustful eyes, with his nipples out, with lipstick, on rapping my lyrics to me. What are your thoughts on Young Jock feeling uncomfortable at LBGTQ events? Q, let's go to you first. You know what? I think that this is the biggest crock of, of, of BS that I have heard from artists in a long time. Young Jock is definitely an example of a case where the more you talk, the worse you make it be. So I looked at his, uh, he recently with his radio show in Atlanta spoke to the backlash, all right? And one of the things that he tried to hold firm on the fact, he, you know, he kept trying to throw in there, is it my fault that I wasn't raised that way? You know, I'm not coming, he kept talking about, I wasn't raised that way. But you know what, Young Jock, I'm pretty sure you probably were not raised to do a lot of the stuff that you do on love and hip hop and a lot of the things that are associated with love and hip hop, but you do those things anyway. You know, people like to think homophobia doesn't always look like, oh, you're a f Oh, in subtle ways as, 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 in the form of, attitudes and opinions and the way people move. The second thing and the more funny thing, the ignorance surrounding, I don't want to sing my song and somebody is looking at me with lustful eyes. The nerve. Young Jock, to be quite honest with you, and I love Jock and I hate to have to do it to him, but most women don't even want you. 
Oh. All right. So the nerve of you to think that a man do, and that's the other thing I want to get out there to the straight community, which is so damaging sometimes. Y'all think that because somebody gay, they're going to automatically want to be looking at you. You don't like every woman, do you? So what makes you think that every man would want you now? And speaking to his comfort thing, because I already hear y'all in the comments. He don't have to do nothing he uncomfortable with. Y'all can't force y'all lifestyle on anybody. Y'all can't make everybody be comfortable with that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I'm not arguing that point. I'm not arguing that point. You can't, you, you don't have to be comfortable with it. But you, being a celebrity, being somebody who's been in the media long enough, you should know when to shut your damn mouth. That's number one. And number two, or number three, number seven, I forgot what point I'm at at this point. Um, again, don't flatter yourself because beyond meet me at the club, it's going down. Nobody even knows what else you sing. And I highly doubt anybody will be giving your ass $250,000 to get up there and sing that one song, hypothetically or real life -thetically. You better take that $250,000 to do that appearance. That's a, that's a nice fee. And, and, and take a page out of people like Tank's book. Tank is a straight man married to a woman. He got very popular, actually, when he started doing LBG2. I mean, he was already successful, but he, it went to another level with the community because he was, like, not afraid to do those events. And if that's not your thing, fine. Let it not be your thing. But I just think making the statement was where he went wrong. Like, you don't need to say that in the lustful eyes thing. I think that's where he lost a lot of people. Hey, like, Claudia, just, I want to make... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to make one more point. You know, the, here, here is how you know the stuff is rooted in ignorance. And John, I, I'm not blaming him because a lot of black men are ignorant. But those lustful eyes that you're worried about, when you do a regular event, they're still in the audience. You see what I'm saying? So it's like this hypothetical fear that you have, it's really rooted in nothing because the same gays, if you do a straight event, they're, they're the ones that you're worried about with the lustful eyes, they still have access to you being in the audience at a straight event. So what happens when you do a straight event and you're doing your one song that you got and they looking at you with the lustful eyes, then what? Well, that's true. And he also lives in Atlanta where you're going to get the lustful eyes at the grocery store. You're going to get all that. And um, you should probably know that by now. I, I like, I actually love Jock. I really think he's, I, I think I like his personality. I just think this was definitely a misstep with making that comment. You're in Atlanta. You're, you should be very used to being around the community because the majority of the city is that. Uh, Al, what do you think? Um, didn't we read he was like an Uber, he was, Wait a minute. Didn't we read he was like an Uber driver, but the app was called Pull Up and Go before COVID? And remember, he was the marketing guy for, for this Uber company or this Uber-like company called Pull Up and Go. And he was a driver that was driving people around because he didn't want to share the marketing dollars to get someone else to, to film it. Anyway, I say all that to say, how is it, how prideful are you that you're willing to chauffeur gays around, but you won't perform in front of them, which is what you actually do? That's kind of weird to me. How are you willing to make money off of the back of gays with your car chauffeur company, but you don't want to sing and perform in front of them? I feel like this, if Moneybag Yo and Rick Ross can do it, and they are 10 times more successful than Young Jock, I think Young Jock should just think about it. Think about what it is that's holding you back from getting a quarter of a million dollars in this hypothetical situation. No, you shouldn't. That's the other thing the gay community gotta stop doing. Stop getting mad. Listen to what people tell, listen to what folks are saying to us when they say it out their mouth. Y'all are getting mad about somebody who do not want you. That doesn't even make sense to me. I would not exalt any more energy or time pouring into somebody that don't want to perform. You don't want to perform? Cool. We'll keep our 250 hypothetical dollars. He don't want them and they don't want him. So it's it's a wash. It's a win-win. Right? Rosemary Watson said he might be afraid of being labeled by other rappers. And that's a problem that that's a problem that heterosexual Black men have got to figure out amongst themselves and don't pull us into it and make it about lustful eyes and all of that. You need this. What you need to say is I'm scared of what my homeboy is going to think of me at damn near 50 years old. I think people need to just kind of check themselves individually too. You know what I mean? Um, 
I, you know, it's what came first, the chicken or the egg. Okay. You have your issues where you, was someone aggressive to you that you didn't like, did you get advances that you didn't like? And that's inappropriate too. If someone doesn't want those advances and let's not act, let's not act like that does not happen. Cause I've been around some of my gay friends where they've been throwing the, like if this was a girl guy situation, you might get some charges right now. Just calm down and vice versa. There's no need to be hyper masculine and just think that everyone wants you just because you're in a room with a gay man. Like, I agree with you. I hate when I hear that. I'm like, what makes you think most gays like attractive men, real cute guys. And just not, don't assume everyone that's gay wants you. Like, I think, you know, I think there's work that needs to be done across the board. All right, y'all, let's move on. An example, an, an ex-employee of Nas math appeal label is suing the company after alleging that she was subject to racist comments in the workplace. Former head of development, Melissa Cooper, a white woman, says she heard words such as crackers and white folk during her employment. Nas was not mentioned in the lawsuit and he has not commented publicly about the case. Oh, I have thoughts on this one. What are your thoughts on this? Ah, let's go to you first. What do you think? Crackers and white folks, are those racial slurs? Um, I think this is a cultural disconnect rather than a racial discrimination situation. Now, we do know, according to all the articles surrounding that I was able to read, that she had a black female colleague with the last name Megs. And, and Megs had Melissa Cooper, who is the white female who's bringing this lawsuit on, removed from various projects um, because she felt like that she was more qualified to be a part of those projects than uh, Melissa Cooper, uh, one of those projects being Freaknik. So, and also in working in those environments and on those projects is where she heard these cultural slangs. And, um, and unfortunately, when they fired her, she decided to attach herself to this and say, hey, this is racial discrimination. I was exed out of projects because of my color, she believes, and I had to endure verbal cultural uh, verbiage that made me uncomfortable and was in her mind racially motivated and slurs. So that's what we know at this point, but it's gonna be interesting to see because when a woman like her cries wolf, it's usually listened to very well. Don't I know it? Q, what do you think? You're on mute. And this is absolutely why you should keep their ass out of our spaces. I said it and I meant it. You know what I'm saying? There are just certain... And the, the unfortunate part is that if you go by the letter of the law and you interpret it literally, she's probably going to win, right? Because, it, you know, put in any other situation, if you had a Black person working in an environment... And the word, you know, you know, and boy and all these different things were being thrown around in the workplace, regardless of context or intent, that black person would probably be able to sue. Unfortunately, in this situation, it really is not the same because like Al said, cultural differences. But if you take the letter of the law, literally, she's probably going to end up getting a little something that's going to end up settling, which is, you know, unfair but that's why I think it's important, especially if your company skews urban skews in a certain direction, that you have people attached to the projects that un that completely understand the culture, who get it, and who is down with it. Which sounds like what her boss was trying to do. I'm I am sorry, and I'm saying this with my whole chest. Unless you're holding the camera or doing something in a physical technical capacity, if you ain't black, you ain't got you have no business being a part of a freak Nick documentary. You don't even know what the hell you looking at. You don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what you're experiencing in that moment. That's just like sending my ass to be the executive producer of the country music awards. I, I, I literally have no idea what the hell I was over there doing. So this is unfortunate, but you know, go on girl. Cause hell, if I got fired from a job, and my bills was backed up as, as much as the cost of living is, my ass will probably try to figure out a reason to sue too. You know, I would say this, black people tend to be really inclusive, far more inclusive to me um, as far as inviting white people to the cookout. And if you can kind of dance a little bit, we'll give you lots of props. Oh, you got soul. Like, look how embracing we are of, of, of white talent entering into the R&B spaces. Like you see, like if you can kind of do a little, like you say, yin, yang, yang, whatever, we, we will... We'll, 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 we'll rally around you. So the fact that she was hired and she was at, you know, working with the company, they was giving her a chance, but if she was taken off the project, she probably was out of her. She was in too deep in over her head and that should be okay. 
if you're not qualified for that position. Now, people being mean to her, calling her crazy names, that's one thing. But I kind of feel like some folks of the dominant culture here, a dominant uh, race here, get so tired of us having our grievances that they want to be oppressed too. Some people want to be oppressed so bad that they'd be like, oh, that's like the equivalent of the N-word to me. And it's not. It does not have the 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 historical context, the the, the sting that it has. And uh, but but yeah, you guys are right. You'll probably end up getting something and be able to prove that you know the word cracker was very detrimental to her mental health. So yeah. Coming up next, find out why AE is frustrated with his relationship with Cher. And later find out how a uh, TikToker is getting back at his haters. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Uh, you guys, don't forget to hit the like button. We really appreciate that. Okay. It looks like Cher may be too freaky for her 37-year-old boyfriend, A.E. A.E. is reportedly frustrated with Cher's sexual appetite and claims that she is, quote-unquote, wearing him out. What do you have to say about this, Q? What do you think? <laughs> I don't believe a single damn word of this. I don't believe this a single word of it. We all know that Cher has... Uh, an infatuation and an obsession with youth, right? This is very much giving me planted story. I'm not trying to read and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to women, but come on now, at, at share age, just <laughs> the little bit that I do know about bio biology, you know, you're programmed for your libido to you know, less and less and less and less and because biologically at your age, there's no purpose for sex because you're not bearing anybody's children at 1400 years old. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just not believing it. Do they have sex? Sure. Do older people still have sex? Sure. Do STDs run rampant in the nursing home? Sure. But do it is share somewhere. Let me, and let me, and let me tell you another thing too. Just because it look young on the outside don't mean it's young on the inside. Cher still got um, vampire age hips. She still got vampire and osteoporosis prone bones. And I just refuse to believe this man is getting out of the shower every time he get out of the shower. She landed the bed all four and booted and ready. Get off my line with this foolishness. Mm, okay. Al? Is Cher sexy to you? Would you be smashing that several times a day? Look, although, although, I, <laughs> too rich. As long as I, although I agree with you, uh, that's what you date a thirty-seven-year-old man for. If you're seventy-seven, you want to get plowed. She wants to go to Pound Town. I think it's okay if she wants to go to Pound Town every day. We know that if it's as frequent as she says, she knows she's got some. What are those warmers that she put on her hips? <laughs> That ass yeah. for you. That they ass don't make for they don't make enough KY jelly. The oh Get out of here! And all that oh gray hair and crack. Get off my line with this geriatric conversation. That KY jelly will go straight down her ankles. <laughs> well, well. Well, she can't probably. <laughs> her shoulders are straight down to the back of her heels. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that Cher is doing whatever she can do to hold on to any kind of youth. And a trick that a lot of older women are doing that I know it's saving their relationships and actually making them quite the freak and make them super, 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 super aggressive as uh, they're getting the pellet, the testosterone pellets in inserted into their butt cheek or the testosterone shots. Now, I did try this for a minute. It was a lot. Um, it does make you have the libido of a man, a younger man as well. And it makes you like strong as hell and aggressive. I think it's a combination of her doing that. And let's keep it a buck here. We know that Cher is not his usual physical type and that he's there for the bag. When you're super attracted to someone, you do it a lot and you want to do it a lot until your thing is all swollen. I think that 
it's worked for him because he's faking it. I think he's faking the funk. If it was someone that he was super attracted, sexually attracted to, he would not be complaining about this. This would be a non-story we'd never be hearing. I think because, it, you know, it's like a, a woman that gets with a sugar daddy hoping that he's has erectile dysfunction and he messed around and get that, they take them pills and now you have to earn your keep and you're like, oh my God, he wants it all the time. I think it's the same exact thing. I think it's starting to really wear on him. And to him, if you don't want to be with that person, Two or three times a week is a lot because you're like, ew, I don't really want to do this. You had Amber Rose and then Cher. You cannot tell me that's in the same, like, it's totally different taste. Totally different woman. That's what I think. I don't know you, A, you can be mad at me if you want to. Sorry for blowing your spot up. I'm sure I'm not the first one that thinks that. We got some comments, Q. Yeah, we do. Uh, Dad World said, he, uh, Dad World said, he's getting paid for a question mark. Cher ain't got him there just to open car doors. And Erica Salas said, or is asking, can she still have an active libido? And lastly, Brittany said, AE has to work that money, pucker up and give your sugar mama some sugar. And I'm glad she's wearing him out. Because if he is there for the money, share, get your money's worth, girlfriend, get your money, make him do all kinds of nasty stuff that he don't want to do. And do, put, him on, put him on camera, film it. If he try to act like he wasn't into it, just put him on camera. That would be my advice. Protect your assets, girl. Do not put him on the wheel, please. All right, y'all remember Sabrina Peterson who accused T.I. and Tiny of sexual assault? This story was all over the place and everybody was like, they guilty and she's spilling the tea. Well, five of her seven claims were dismissed and Sabrina was ordered to pay T.I. and Tiny almost $100,000 in the next 90 days for their legal fees. Okay. What are your thoughts on this outcome? What do you think about this, Al? Well, you know, Sabrina says that five of the claims were dismissed, but there are seven. I mean, there were seven in total and two claims have made it to trial and the trial starts in December. So she's not mad. She's not mad about the, the five claims being dismissed and a portion of her legal fees, need a portion of T.I. and Tiny's legal fees being asked for. Now, this is something that I didn't know until I read the statement by, by Counselor Tyrone Blackburn, who represents 11 other women who have come forth and said that T.I. and Tiny have done the same thing to them. So now I'm looking at them a little cross-eyed and I can't wait to see, is this a money grab or is there some truth to all of these allegations? All right, Q, what do you think? I'm trying to get Sabrina on the phone. Hold on, let me see if she answers. Okay, fine. Let's let's see if you pick the phone. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't there be some messy stuff? No, I, I ain't gonna call on the show. Um, From the outside looking in, it makes Sabrina look bad. You know what I'm saying? It, it, regardless of if the three of the other charges are going to stick or the two out of whatever, whatever, the general public, all they hear is you got to pay and that means you lost. You know what I'm saying? That is the yeah. way a lot of people are going to interpret this situation. Um, although, you know, the fat lady still hasn't sang. Um, it, 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 it's funny, right? Because you want justice to prevail in any situation. Um, all of us, I'm sure hope that the allegations against T.I. and Tiny were false, were lies and were made up because there were some pretty egregious things said about them. Um, you know, but on the flip side of things, the fat lady still hasn't saying so. Uh, although there's a couple of charges still left, this still is not looking favorable in Sabrina's favor. You know, of course, we'll never really know, right? Because good lawyering, money, and we'll never really, really know. But I will say this. I'm, I ain't gonna lie. When I first heard the story, I was like, ooh, I believed everything that Sabrina said, right? And I was like, damn, Tiny and T.I. getting down like that? But then making phone calls, uh, my people in Atlanta that are in the know, that are around them, that work with them, that are around, I, you know, they're like, ain't everyone knows how they get down. Everyone knows that they like to invite, like they, you know, they, they invite people into their bedroom, that they have fun and it's consensual. And that everybody in Atlanta, like that is the word on the street, that that's what, it's a known fact. Like there's no need to, you know, but I don't, again, I don't know. And I don't want to speak against someone that feels that they was victimized, but I'm just saying a lot of people know what the get down was, but I guess we'll see, but it does look bad. 
and have if a they called dog, you Claudia, would you go around now? I would never. I would never. I would never do it. No. No. I've never had a threesome in my life. I'm I'm a one-on-one. I like to get very freaky with the one person I'm with. I don't there's no you don't, you don't know what you like. I know what I like. You, you, I like, you might, I like you men. Want, you might want to be spit roasted. You might want one in the mouth and one from behind. Uh, you that's like me telling you 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 want <laughs> You don't. You, you don't. don't. You, you don't, don't have to. I, you don't know what I want to listen. When your voice is getting hot, when your voice go up, it means you're lying. That's Claudia, what I mean you and me go out. You and me go out one night. We get a little drinks and us, honey. We get to feeling a little frisky. You don't. You don't know what might happen. I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Me and you, kill first of all. <laughs> oh, what you? You you write it. You write it. <laughs> Wait a minute. God, you want you want to hunch me? No. <laughs> You too small for me. I like I like men with some size on them. Mm. I hurt you, especially mm. my yeah. I would hurt you. Oh, you would get God. injured, and I don't want to be responsible. You, good you way to I'm, clean I'm very up. physical. Good, good way to clean it up because I was gonna file a lawsuit against your ass. I'm so <laughs> I want to know what Claudia trying to say. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, anyways, we gotta go to break on that one. I'm just picturing me and you. Hold on, soulmates. If y'all think Claudia, oh my God. Me, put an eggplant in the chat. And if you think I should not hunch him, put a throw up emoji in the chat. <laughs> we'll see who wins after the break. Okay. Anyways, keep it locked because coming up next, find out how a TikToker is getting back at his haters and later, is it wrong to force your kids to eat? We'll be right back. And Q, I would turn you out. You'd be back with a deep ass voice on Monday. Like, what's good, girl? Mm-hmm. You would want you would want tissy all the time. Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh God. Let me shut up. Bye. We'll be back. welcome back to the show first of all i'm reading the chat the whole time while we're in break and i just have to read q we didn't open a whole can of worms with (laughs) our little last little chat um okay candace says q think claudia looking at him with lustful eyes Mm -hmm. hey you're handsome funky i'll do you Sheree Christian says Claudia would hurt Q. Let's see. Uh, Jay Watt said Q might got the size in the right place. Um, um, hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We got a whole bunch. Lotus Blossom said too small and too gay. Um, 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 okay. Uh, Dev's World said Q no good and well. He don't want Claudia. <laughs> e Harris says we don't like incest. And oh, Leticia Williams says that's why she alone. Too damn picky. And she spelled picky. <laughs> Tell her ass again, Letitia. And hold on, we got three over here. D Green, now you funny talking about who doing the bending, Q or Claudia. And then Sam Cook says, all I could see is funky Dineva feet in the covers. (laughs) (laughs) Claudia has worse feet than I do. Please. No, I don't. You know what, Claudia? Um, before the, the month end, we need to do a, a, a soulmate challenge. Put a picture of your feet up, your your old feet, picture of my old feet, and let them vote. On who had the worst feet? You, your feet even after still look like they belong to a dead body. Like well, that's look- because I'm still going through my metamorphosis oh. and my, you know, whatever. Oh. But you wait till I have my big reveal. You, you gonna think walk you're me so in. Fine you gonna now. walk me in when I have my big reveal. You know, when people get a few dollars, I like get some veneers and finally get some foot surgery. They just be thinking they like Morris Chestnut now. Like you the can girls really- wish the girls wish these was veneers. Girl, please. You had something done. Look, heavenly people. Okay. I had an implant, one there and one there. The rest of no. this, That's God. a whole new mouth. You see how, you see how, these are my teeth. Veneer where? You painted them or something. They look No, different. they just white. Don't, don't hate. Now, don't hate, Claudia. I'm not hating, don't, but they're don't, different. Don't they are, everyone can see they're different. They'll, don't yeah, they, they, they'll, don't do that now. Nah. <laughs> oh, you talk about my feet. Now good I'm hating. Listen, I might not be the cutest thing in the world. I might not be the finest thing in the world. But <laughs> if I had to put down my best attributes, baby, my skin and my teeth rank number two. Baby. Now you're going to give me the few things that I got. Give me me. No, they look good now. They look damn good. They always have. <laughs> you're like a caterpillar that turns. Okay, two butterfly. I'm giving you that. A moth. All right. Do y'all like when we argue on the show? Look, Al get all quiet, like mom and dad fighting in front of them. 
All right, y'all, let's get into this. TikToker is uh, taking Petty to a new level. He's clapping back at his internet haters for getting tattoos of their deceased loved ones on his body. Watch this clip. Max, I was so devastated to hear the news about your father. Oh my God. The Grim Reaper behind the guy's father that just died. I, the question is, do you think this is petty or just dumb? Or I'm going to add evil. Al, what do you think? I think anybody that does this, this type of stuff needs to seek medical attention. He needs a good old therapist. And I, I don't even understand why people even address or acknowledge their haters. That alone doesn't make any sense. But this is multiplied by 10. How are you going to inflict physical pain on your body for the individuals who have inflicted emotional and uh, mental pain on you. That, that's triple pain for no reason. It's not making any sense. It's just really, really screams to me a mental health issue that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? It makes perfect sense if your intention is to hurt somebody to their core. If your intention and your desire is to hurt somebody, that definitely will hurt it. Could you imagine somebody doing that to you shortly after one of your parents passed? At that point, their 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 goal to hurt you supersedes whatever pain associated with the tattoo. And then let's not sit here and pretend like uh, you know, tattoos are not removable or you can get them covered up. Um, I would never do it. I think it's petty. I actually think it's stupid too. But again, if your goal was to hurt somebody, he won. Disgusting behavior, though. And, and he look at him. Ugh. All right. A 71-year-old man has lived in isolation for 55 years because he's terrified of being close to women. Now, he shared that fear developed when he was only 16. The women in his community have sent him food and clothes. They throw it over the fence, but he refuses to open the door to greet them. But I know the story. He does use the stuff that the women bring him, but he won't like greet them. What are your thoughts on this man's fear of women? And the reason why he has fear remains a, a mystery. Al, what do you think about this? I would have to assume that it's some type of trauma. I think some type of trauma occurred in his younger years that is really stopping him from being, um, interactive or social with the opposite sex sad very very dramatic though he has a wall a 15 foot wall around his house he's 55 years no women q what do you think i'm surprised al didn't mention the name of the of the, the disorder there is a disorder associated with it when i saw this video i saw it a couple of nights on social media my first thought was when he was young, maybe a witch or something came to him, some type of ghost. And, and let me point out that this man is attractive to be, he, he's missing like most of his teeth, but he looks good. He, he looked real debonair in that picture. Um, nevertheless, I, I think something like, something of a supernatural magnitude happened to him and it came in a woman form. The chat is saying a whole bunch of stuff like bullying is real. He wants, he's autistic. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, this was an interesting story. All right, y'all, coming up, is it wrong to force your child to eat? More on that right after this. Welcome back. All right, check out this tweet. I think forcing your kids to eat food they don't like besides vegetables is low-key child abuse. Do you agree, Q? I 100% agree. I 100% agree, and I 100% agree that it's too much for making your kids eat food, eat when they're done eating. Really quick story. You know, I'm a product of divorce. Um, at my mom's house, my mom was the type she would cook. If you ate, you ate. If you didn't, you didn't. She didn't care. Her only rule was at 11 o'clock at night, don't wake me up talking about you hungry. When I would go to my dad and my stepmoms, my stepmoms' rules around eating were a little different. She was one of the ones, one of the ones that you had to eat everything that was on your plate. And I can remember being a kid, being the last one at the counter, last one at the table, crying, being, you know, being forced to eat. And I just could not eat it. I didn't like it. And there were times that, 
my dad and her would get into a little conflict because he would be like, leave him alone. And she would be like, no, he needs to eat it. And I can remember the fear that was associated with having dinner for me sometimes because I just, I either didn't like what was made or I just could not eat anymore. And lo and behold, at 40, I'm still a picky eater who eats like a bird. It, it definitely, we, we don't live in post great depression times anymore where you got to force your kids to eat what's on the plate because that's all we got and we can't afford to waste food like back up off your kids a little bit with all if, if they don't eat it or can't eat it leave them alone i have a story about this but i'm gonna go to al first al what do you think about this um i call cap this person clearly never had a child and has never been around individuals that have to raise kids you kids if you gave them the option they'll eat pizza every morning noon and night they eat hot dogs every morning every noon morning all of that that's not how this works as a parent you have the responsibility to make sure that your kid is nutritionally fed so that they have strong bones so that they're healthy to fight off uh to develop an immune system at certain ages and so that they can help fight off different infections and diseases and the way that you do that is that you provide them with a round a well-rounded balanced dinner breakfast and lunch and for me i grew up in a household where my mom didn't play no games she was a physical education teacher she was also a nutritionist and she knew at what age our bodies needed in order to grow and be healthy so i didn't i, I hated it yes i hated it but i look back now she has created the body that i live in now which is very my immune system you know even though in los angeles compromise is fine i'm not overweight i'm physically fit she made sure every night i got my proteins my vegetables for my potassium and my nutrients my fruit for my vitamin c my vitamin d for my minerals from bread and dairy the calcium and it makes a difference because there are a lot of young kids especially in the african-american community who are underweight and who are sickly because they don't have a balanced meal to eat I have trauma for sure from when I was little. I went to school, a nurse elementary, a nursery school, and there's I feel like there's so many options for nutrition that if there's something that a child absolutely hates, it's your job to find something that they, that that doesn't make them want to gag. I remember not being able to take to use the bathroom as a five year old at nursery school until I ate lima beans, which I hate to this day. And I remember I peed on myself as a at five as a five year old. It was humiliated in school. So anyways, we might have to talk about this another time because all the time is gone now. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for McMillan and Morrow, and we will see you back here tomorrow. And that's you know you go. want me. You know you want to go with me, Claudia. <laughs> have a good night. That's why you ain't got no man because you're too, too, too picky. You got to come back home. <laughs>